All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Sports Corner Podcast. This is episode one, and I am your host, Chris, from Chris's Sports Corner on YouTube. Make sure you guys go check me out there, man. Also, hit me up on all the social media, Chris's Sports Corner on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to hit me up. Send me a message so we can chat it up. Um, also, man, just want to um, give y'all a little bit of background about myself. I'm originally from Havana, Florida. That's um, right outside of the capital of Tallahassee when it comes to Florida. You know, a lot of people don't even know that's the capital. <laughs> a lot of people think either Miami or Orlando. And we say the capital is actually Tallahassee. They be like, why? Me too. Anyway, uh, um, on this podcast, man, y'all can expect us to talk about sports from an um, a unbiased perspective, man, where we give sports real, whether it be my, my team, my favorite teams, your favorite teams. I'm just going to give you my honest perspective. We're going to talk about it. Um, I'm gonna try my best to um, go over every single topic in sports, as far as football, basketball, even a little baseball, if I can squeeze it in there, man. Um, when it comes to be sports, I can be a little long when That's the reason why I'm going with the podcast over the, um, as as well as the YouTube channel, because I mean, sometimes it feel like I be uploading four or five videos a day. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me create me a podcast so I ain't got to do so many videos in a day, even though I probably will still will. I, I love this stuff, man. I'm a real sports head, man. I, I love sports, you know, no doubt about it. Uh, sports to me is a, is a way is a way to get away from the world and just focus on some – it's it's a uniting factor as much as people want to try to make it divisive. It's really not, man. Sports is such a uniting thing. You get people of all, walk, all walks of life, all races – and you can just see them. You can just see someone with, a, let's say, a cowboy jersey on, and someone got something to say, whether it's good or bad. And you love that. That's what sports bring. I think sports is, could be a catalyst to a lot of um, peace in the world, man. I, I really do believe that. Um, so today's show, man, I got I got a great lineup for you guys. We're gonna talk about these Dallas Cowboys. Ugh. Um, we're gonna talk about um, the LeBron James Michael Jordan debate. Yes, we will get into that today, man. Um, we will get in, we will also get into some of the, um, the NFL just injury issues around the league. Also, I get into my thoughts on, uh, tour, tour starting, you know, was that good timing, bad timing or, or, or anything, or, you know, I, we'll talk about it. All right. Um, as, as well as so much more, man, we'll talk about it. Um, I got a whole script laid out for us on this, on today's show, man. So let, let's not hesitate, man. Let's get into it, man. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about these Dallas Cowboys, guys. I I I just don't understand. I I really don't understand when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, guys. So full disclosure, I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. I, I just want to let you guys know. So, um, <clears throat> but don't think I'm going to cut them no slack at all. That would not happen. Um, I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, and I have been since the age of six. Um. I was very impressionable. I seen Michael Irvin make a catch over San Francisco. Um, Morton Hanks at the time get up and did his playmaker dance, and I've been hooked ever since. I even got – as a kid, I always wanted the two parts in my head, man. So that just show you that I'm really a Cowboy fan. This is not a gimmick or a game or nothing like that. But let me talk about these Cowboys. All right, so <clears throat> Monday night football against the Arizona Cardinals. If you've seen that, you've seen that. Bloodbath. I, I – I've never been so disappointed in a team. I'm, I'm just going to be honest, guys. I've never been so disappointed in a team to the point where it was just like, I don't even know if I want to – I don't even know how much longer I could take. This can't be good for my health. 
being a Dallas Cowboy fan cannot be good for my health, man. I I, I gotta be honest. I, I I really do. The lack of effort, the lack of care, the lack of just coaching. Like so, for years, years, we've been saying, oh, it's Jason Garrett's fault. You know, Jay. Jason Garrett is the one. He's the one. He's the problem. He's not putting these guys. He's not motivating them. Oh, they suck because they didn't want to play for Jason Garrett no more. Mm. So I guess they don't want to play for Mike McCarthy no more either, huh? This is this is sad, man. Um, I remember when Jimmy Johnson left his team. No, he had I'm sorry, sorry, not when he left. He had already been gone for a while. But he said something and it was and it was very evident. And now it stick out today more than ever when he said. The Dallas Cowboys um, team, the 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 environment, it is it's just like a country club. Everybody's high fiving, nobody's held accountable. Everybody's friends, nobody's pushing nobody. No one want to get in anybody's face. You can't deny it because it's so evident on the field. Because either one or two things has happened, guys. Either these players that we touted as being so good, let's see. The Jalen Smith comes, to, the Demarcus Lawrences, and all these. Either these players are not as good as they've been taught it, or, or it's no accountability. And they don't care. They don't care. They don't care for the the paying customer. They don't care for the fan. They don't care for the people that make it possible for them to have a salary. And so a report came out today, and and it said that the players said that the coaches. Do not have them prepared. Said the coaches suck at, pretty much said the coaches suck at their jobs. I mean, everything you could possibly, everything as a, that you don't want to hear about your coach, it was said. Now, this was reported by uh, Jane Slater. I, I would like to say he's a pretty reputable source. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to take this at face value. Of course, of course, I didn't see this, and, and it wasn't said. Obviously, um, they didn't make this publicly, but it's starting to leak out, and and it's hard to argue with that because when you look at the product on the field, you go, these these, these players don't look prepared. You don't fall behind, behind every game so bad, guys. It, I mean, don't forget, they fell behind bad against the Giants as well. All right? But they were just able to come back in that game. Um, and, and to me, it really bothers me when you have a team of supposed to be so much talent but can't get results. So the, the problem is we've been dealing with this for decades. This ain't a, a, a one or two season thing. This is decades. You look at the talent on this team. Amari Cooper, who I'm definitely not a fan of. I, giving him that contract was the worst, this, one of the worst decisions in Cowboys history. So was the DeMarcus Lawrence contract as well. And I've been saying this. If you don't believe me, you can go check me out on YouTube. You'll see I've been saying that. Um, but what I will say, man, is, is when you look at um, – when you look at what's being presented on the field, when you look at what's being said, when you look at the effort level, when you look at certain things, you realize that this team is just not equipped mentally, man. It just feels like their heads are never in it. It just feels like they always know everything is going to be okay. It's like, well, we still the Dallas Cowboys and – we're still America's team, and 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 a sense of entitlement comes to mind when you think of this team. As a lifelong Cowboy fan, I gotta say, man, this is the worst defense I've ever seen. And and the 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 
thing about it that bothers me most is I don't see nothing that says it's going to change. And then to top it all off, you get an owner like Jerry Jones and a COO like Stephen Jones that get up and say, well, you know, we like the guys that we have. And Jerry Jones come out today and said, well, you know, I, I like Mike Nolan and what he's doing. You like this? You like this crap. This is the crap that you like. What is it to like, man? That, that, that's, my, that's my question. What is it that you could possibly like about this? I mean, it makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. This team suck on... This team defense is so bad that if you didn't know, if you didn't look at the stats, you would think Kyler Murray must have had an amazing throwing day. Kyle Murray beat them 38 to 10 and he had a bad game. <laughs> he had a bad game, man. He only completed nine passes. What does that tell you? He didn't even have to try. And then we get Jerry Jones, the great Jerry Jones, the the I call him the master of manipulation. Jerry Jones get right up there and what he say? Well, you know, I like what Mike Nolan is doing. And how can you how can anybody like that? See. The Cowboys and ownership, they care more about being right. And they care more about saying, well, we didn't make a bad decision. Well, well, we made the right decision. They care more about how they look than wins. And if we, everything that we thought about Jerry Jones is true. The fact that he released, let me, let me rephrase that. He fired Fired Jimmy Johnson after winning two Super Bowls because he wanted more credit shows you that this team is going to be in trouble for a long time. And I've said this too, and I'll continue to say this as well. The one thing we got to remember, man, is, is when Jerry Jones is no longer running this team, Stephen Jones is even worse. I, I'm going on record of saying that right now because Stephen Jones is really all about the money. Like, he's, he's that guy that only care about – the numbers. He's he's not. I don't take him as a football guy. To me, he's a business. He gonna run the Dallas Cowboys like a business. Let me tell you why. As Cowboy fans, as why they are the team that they are. Why people love them so much. It's because of the fact that it was at a one point where it felt like Jerry Jones would do anything it took to win. A lot of times that might have been some stupid decisions, but you felt like they were trying to win. You felt like they made dumb moves, but at least they tried. Right now, I don't even see effort. Mike McCarthy got hired as the Dallas Cowboys head coach after standing night at Jerry Jones' house. What does that tell you about what's happening here? That yeah, I don't know about you guys, but for me, what it says is I want the coach to be my buddy. I want the coach to be somebody I can have a drink with later. I want the coach to be somewhere I can go to the country club, someone I can talk to and kick it with and all of that. Let me say this. This hire, guys, I got to be honest, I thought it was going to be an upgrade because, for one, we had championship coaching experience. Two, we had football guys around. Now, to my dismay, I didn't go look up uh, Mike Nolan that much. I'm going to be honest. I didn't look him up that much. I was like, you know, all right, well, you know, he was a, a defensive coordinator before, and, and you know, he's he going to be all right. You know, he could probably do pretty good. Whew. Well, the last time he was a defensive coordinator, he was a defensive coordinator 
with the Atlanta Falcons, and that defense sucked at that time as well. So what this turned out to be after doing ample amount of research is the fact that Mike McCarthy owed Mike Nolan the favor because Mike Nolan put him on. So Mike McCarthy was like, all right, Nolan, I'll put you on. Regardless of qualification, regardless of his ability to coach, let me return the favor. So we got a defensive coordinator right now who's only the defensive coordinator because he has to be a favor has been given back. This is how bad this is. It this is, man. I'm gonna I'm be honest with y'all, man. This is getting bad. This is getting bad, man. I I love my Dallas Cowboys guy, but I don't see no hope in sight, man. I don't see no hope in sight for him. And the crazy thing is, is 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 only getting is only getting worse. Like you thought, you know, after the first two drives, you was like, oh, okay, the defense seemed to be getting it right. What what we wasn't counting is the missed throws by Kyler Murray. That made the defense look a lot better than what it actually was. But you, you kind of felt a little glimpse of hope. And then Mr. Feed Me, Feed Me, Feed Me himself, Ezekiel Elliott. Can we stop Feed Me might have a stomach virus because he's throwing the ball up. This is this is this is bad, guys. This is bad. I know if speaking that from a speaking as a cowboy fan, speaking to cowboy fans and, and people around the, the the world that that love just sports in general or just love the cowboys, it's hard right now. Because we're the butt of every joke. Oh, Stephen A. Smith is just having a ball right now. I mean, I I think he 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 just trouting out, talking, smack, laughing, and dancing. Just and it, the sad part about it is there ain't a damn thing we can do about it. That's crazy, man. There's nothing we could do about it. There's nothing we could do about it. I I'm I'm a big I'm I'm a big Cowboys fan. I want to argue, but what can I argue? The only silver lining in any of this is the fact that the Dallas Cowboys is in the NFC East. And that got to be the worst division in history. It's just all bad. So let's say the Cowboys do manage to get to the playoff. It's just going to be a molly whopping to whoever they play. To whoever they play, man. Um, and for everyone that thought Andy Dalton was the answer, <laughs> well, I bet you don't think that today, do you? <laughs> to Dak, man, Dak, get well soon, brother. Um, but, uh, I, listen, if, you know, I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know where this team go from here. Um, I think they can make some, well, you know what? They could, but there's nobody that you're going to bring in right now that can write this ship. I, this defense is historically bad, historically bad. But if you're going to tell me how high Clinton did, Earl Thomas, Eric Reed, even though I know that wouldn't happen. Eric Berry, any of these guys will be worse than what we have out there right now. You're absolutely delusional. This secondary is so bad that I don't think they even know the definition of their position. Prime example, uh, what's the guy named last night? Worley, I think his name is. You're the safety. You're the last line of defense, and it's a pass play. Why would you run up and just let they, the fast guy on their team run by you? That that just showed poor scouting, poor pre preparation. It's like they're going out there not knowing what they're doing. They just look like they showed up. Give me my check. I'm going home. They remind you of the the worker that watched the clock all the time. The worker that just there because he need to get a paycheck and go home. He ain't trying to be the best at it. He ain't trying to pay attention to what he got to do. He ain't paying attention to what's got to be done later. Ladies and gentlemen. For my Dallas Cowboy fans, it's bad. It sucks. It's sad. But 
what 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 can we say? Don't, it's okay though, because they're the most valuable franchise in the world. So I guess that counts for some. Only to Jerry Jones, I know for me it don't. But listen, man, I will say I I will say this. Um, I think that you know we're gonna after this we're gonna appreciate Dak a lot more, um, because at least you now see that he did give some glimpse of hope. He would always kind of keep him in the game. Last night without him in there, that that was, it was just a wrap. And I get it, the injuries. The, the only caveat the Cowboys got is the injuries. Um, but the injuries are are even worse. The injuries are so bad on the offensive line. We got one guy, Connor Williams, out of all the starters. The propose, even the, the center, Joe Looney, is, is out. So it's, it's bad offensively. It's horribly defensively. And um, if you're a Cowboy fan, I guess we can start looking at draft picks and seeing who can, who can come up, who we can get in the draft. That that's about the best I think we can do. Um, other than, other than that, all we can hope is that our ownership, um, management, and stuff decide to make a decision, decide to actually do their job and bring in some qualified people. But until then, guys, this is what we got. Again, guys, this is episode one of the Sports Corner podcast. Just want to say it's episode one, so there will be things will get better. The audio will get better. Um, we're gonna continue to get better. I just want to say again, thank you guys for listening, for tuning in, and um. With that being said, guys, we're going to roll right into the next subject. All right, guys, so let's get on ahead and go into this next topic here, man. First of all, let's say I want to thank everybody for sticking around with me here. Um, sound like I got a little slur here. I did have a root canal done today, but I'm so excited about this podcast, man. I'm just down here. I'm trying to get it done. So uh, with that being said, man, let's talk about this everlasting debate between well, I, I, I honestly don't want to even say it's between Michael Jordan and LeBron. It's really by um, everyone else, right? Um, so let, 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 me, let me say what, where I'm at on this. All right, first of all, Michael Jordan, to many, is the greatest of all time. And rightfully so. I mean, what Michael Jordan has done for the league, what he's done for... NBA as a whole, man, um, can't be taken away. It can't be denied. And and I'm more than willing to give him that, right? Like, Michael Jordan, to many, is the GOAT. I was at least 75% going to say Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. And I get that, 1,000%, right? I would take nothing away from Mike, man. I, I'm a fan. Like, I, I don't think, first of all, I don't think there's no NBA it's very hard to find someone that's not just a fan of Mike. Now, even if they don't have him as the greatest of all time, many people are just a fan of Michael Jordan. Um, he, he's one of those people, he's a staple in the culture. Like, when he speaks, people listen, right? So, um, you know, he's one of the, um, he don't get, I don't think he's be talked about that much, but he's one of the biggest catalysts for the whole NBA bubble format, for the whole restart. He was one of the people that really sat down and got that thing together, man, and people listen. So, for Mike, um, the, this goat conversation gonna always be there. He's gonna he's gonna be at the top of a lot of lists. Um, and if you come from the era like I did, you know you love to see that. You love to see that killer instinct. That you know one on five is like I'm better than you and I'm gonna prove it. Whatever it takes, right? Now let me let me let me just be honest about where I stand with this, right? Me, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. Kobe is number one to me. I don't care about your stats. <laughs> I don't care what you can show me. I don't care if Jordan came out of the time and won 12 more rings. Kobe is it for me. I've always been that way. And that, that just goes to further my next point, which is it's all about the generation. It's all about when you played. It, it, for me, I grew up watching Kobe, right? 
Jordan was pretty much done when I was when I got into basketball. So I grew up watching Kobe, and you know I watched as much of him as I could. I studied as much of him as I could. I thought he was he was different. You know, I felt like you know he he said he wanted to be the best, and then he went out and worked to be the best. As I got older and older and older, and I really understood just what this man stood for. I was like, oh man, this this guy's like my hero. You know, it's just what it is. You know. Um, but that's me. I'm biased. I, I have no problem admitting that, right? I have no problem saying I'm biased. I have no problem saying that Kobe Bryant is that one for me. I'm not changing it. But let me say this. For the other side of the coin that said, well, LeBron is the greatest of all time, you got to you got to at least hear them out. And the reason why I say you got to hear them out is because, yeah, I get it. Jordan played in a much tougher era, right? Like, listen, you had to be strong back in those days to play you know, but also you look at the athleticism and the athletes that's playing today. How do you know? You know what I'm saying? How do you know Jordan would have dominated this era? You can't just go off the record and say, well, uh, Jordan would have dominated this era because it's soft. Yeah, but these guys here are just as athletic. This, 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 well, I'm sorry, even more athletic. Um, and also when you come to the six rings, we, we always highlight the six rings, but we never highlight the the nine, I think nine playoff where he didn't even make it there. But we'll criticize LeBron for at least making it there ten times and only winning four. So when did it be cool to almost to not even get there as opposed to actually getting there and 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 maybe coming up short? Because let me say right now, that Warriors team that LeBron was going up against, guys, it wasn't gonna be nothing. I listen, I would have took them over the Bulls. I'm be honest. The '96 Bull versus the Warriors team, I took the Warriors all day. Because, it, it, I mean, Kevin Durant added to a 73-win team was a juggernaut that you couldn't get around. You know, that to me I, it brought, may have been the most dominant team in NBA history. You, you had a person that could shoot like a, 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 a Steph Curry. And you got a person that could shoot like a Klay Thompson. And then you add a, a Kevin Durant to that? How you beating that, man? Come on, like, like, like let's be honest, man. Let's be honest. And, and, and I, I just want to... Take the opportunity, man, to say that we got to at least let's let's not just act like LeBron don't belong in that category. What LeBron has done, I think his impact on the court and off the court is going to be his legacy. And you know, um, Michael Jordan said it himself. You know, he was pretty much they were asking him about it. He was like, "Well, in twenty years from now, it's going to be LeBron James because of the era. It's not even going to be much of a debate." And it's, and, I, and I get it. You know. It's, that's what it's going to be. Um, and, you know, LeBron James get criticized a lot for playing, you know, unselfish basketball, making the right basketball play. Sometimes, like, hey, let me, you want to see him go one on four? Hey, I'm one of those people. Hey, man, just take it. We'll live, we'll, we'll live and die with whatever you decide. Let me say this, though. But if he take this shot and, and miss it, you know what you're going to say? He could have passed it. He could have passed I mean, he passed him all the other time. Why did he pass it this time? So it's a no-win situation, man. I, my, my final take on this, man, is let's just let these guys be great, man. Let's just appreciate greatness. See, we spend too much time trying to put people against who's the best, who's the best. How about appreciate what we got, what we're seeing, man? We appreciate Jordan, um, the late, great Kobe. I definitely appreciate him. I know we appreciate what he, what he brought on and off the court. And the sad thing about Kobe is we just we, we just we felt like his second act of his life was just getting started, and it might have been bigger than his first act of playing basketball. But we appreciate that. LeBron, let's appreciate because what he's doing at year 17 is just amazing. This is year 17, and this guy's still the best player in the league right now. 
Let, 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 let's just be honest, man. The guy's still the best player in the league right now, year 17. This is year 17. And we keep putting him up, oh, well, what about he ain't better than Kawhi? He ain't better than Durant? Or blah, blah, blah. You can say what you want to say, but at the end of the day, he's there. And also, at the same time, these guys are not in their 17th year. You're comparing his 17th year with some of these guys in their prime. You know what I'm saying? So let's appreciate LeBron and his greatness. Um, LBJ, we salute you, man. I appreciate you for what you do, and thank you um, for, for playing the game of basketball the way you believe in your type of imprint. Some, some of us may love it. Some of us, some of us may hate it, but it's, it's what you did, and we're going we gonna to take this time. I know on, on this podcast we're going to appreciate the greatness, baby. All right, guys, again, like I said, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we're going to get ready to roll right into the next episode. Like I said, this is episode one, so, um, you know, there's some kinks in here, but we're going to work them out. I meant the next segment, guy. I didn't mean the next episode. We got some more stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about these Los Angeles Clippers next, so let's get into it. All right, guys, so, you know, next up, man, we got to talk about these Los Angeles Clippers, man. Um, again, like I said, this episode one, so some of the stuff I'm talking about is a little dated, man. Um, because, you know, this episode one, so I want to go back and touch some things. Um, one of those things being, of course, like I said, the Los Angeles Clippers, and what the heck happened? <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy because when you look at this team, man, they, they, they were touted as the team. A lot of people had them winning the chip. A lot of people had them as the team. Now, let me say this. Normally, let's be honest, normally when you're assembling a team, a, 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 a dynamic duo or, or, or a big three. They don't win year one, right? Like, they normally don't win year one. They got to figure some things out. But the, the collapse for the Clippers, um, even though they was up 3-1, was so surprising because of who they were, their type of play, you know. And let's let's be honest, the way they, they carried themselves. They carried themselves with a certain level of arrogance, a certain level of I'm better than you, a certain level of you can't stop us when we all on the same page. And this is the thing, and I'm gonna be honest, man, and, and I know this may rub some people wrong, but what happened what happened here was you had a group of guys that never won nothing beside Kawhi Leonard, and all of a sudden now they're taught it as championship. That's a lot. They, they, they were touted the championship favorites when you got a bunch of guys that never won nothing, man. Never won nothing. They, they, besides Kawhi, Kawhi ain't a vocal leader, man. He ain't a vocal leader. He, he's a, he's the one that will follow me and do as I say, but then at, after everything happened, you realize he really wasn't even that. And let's be honest, this was new for Kawhi. Kawhi had never been asked to lead no team, man. When he was in San Antonio, he had Duncan, Ginobili, Parker. You know, he just come in and play this role. When he went to Toronto... It was pretty much a, well, you know, we're going to um, just come in, fit in. Um, you can, you know, get in where you fit in, play your part, and we already got a system. We already know what we're doing here. You just come along. And he, there was no pressure. No one expected him to win anything. And when that's the case, there's not, there's not this need to deliver. And I think what we saw with Kawhi and his struggles was it was that need to deliver. He, now, you know, and but let's be honest now. If we're going to talk, let's really talk tonight, guys. If if, if we're going to be honest, Kawhi Leonard put this pressure on himself. Because let's look at what he done. He held the – first of all, he, he spawned the Lakers, which as a Laker fan, I wasn't too happy about, but okay. He spawned the Lakers. He made the Clippers give up everything to get Paul George. Got him Paul George, and then that wasn't enough. He literally went made little subliminal 
commercials about being the new king of LA and 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 all of this, you know, they went above and beyond to make it their presence known. And let's be honest, you got the same place, you got just as far this year as you got last year. And I don't think that's Kawhi personality. Um I really don't. And I and I, I said this before. Kawhi Leonard, to me, people forget. Well, nobody, let's be honest, man. I, I, and I know this is going to come off a little controversial and people going to say whatever, but well, nobody thinking about Kawhi Leonard before that 76 shot last season. <laughs> let's be honest. We forgot about Kawhi until he hit that shot, and then all of a sudden he became the guy because of what they did against Milwaukee as well as what they did um, against a hobbled Golden State team. Let's not forget when KD did come back in that come back in that game, they was they was severely up on the Raptors. Um, so, and I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to diminish Kawhi, man, but I just think that you know you had people. I remember watching ESPN and Max Kellerman, who I you know I, I like the guy. He got a nice vocabulary. He 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 made some good points sometimes. Uh, but he had a, he had the nerve to say. Kawhi Leonard was more clutch than Kobe Bryant. I almost stopped watching that show completely when he said that nonsense. That's how you know people buy into hype, right? Like that's just buying purely into hype right there. And don't don't get me wrong. I'm a I love I like Kawhi. I like the way he go out and handle his business, focus on the game. He ain't really for the small talk. Missing with everything else. Let's go get the game. Let's go get it done. You know what I'm saying? And so I I was more than um more than happy for his success. But then when you start to see, like you automatically seeing people get out of character. You got a Patrick Beverly, Muntress, Harold, Lou Williams. Tell me what they've ever won. Really, tell me what these guys ever won for the level of arrogance and cockiness and, and laughing at people like you've ever done something. The way they was laughing at Dame Dollar and, and all of that, like they've really done something to be laughing at anyone because you got Kawhi Leonard. Now, all of a sudden, you poke your chest out. Now, y'all the big, bad wolves. No, no. What happened was reality here. And when that pressure, pressure bust pipes, baby. And when, when that pressure got on them to close that series out and they see that they weren't just, the Nuggets weren't going to roll over, that they had to actually put them out, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And I and like I said, man, I got I, I thought they... I've been giving them credit. I was giving them credit. Anybody who followed me on my YouTube channel will tell you. I gave them mad credit because I, 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 Muncher is a dog. You know, Muncher is a beast. You know, Patrick Beverly. You know, he. I always call Patrick Beverly like the net at the barbecue, man. You know, you, you love, you, you know, he, he just won't go away. You know, he's the person that if he's on your team, you love him being on your team. But if he's not on your team, he's aggravating as I don't know what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm going to go as far as to say that you put all these pieces together, but none of them have won anything. And then the person, the one person that has won something ain't that vocal. And then after you hear about him showing up, being late for flights and, and whatever, and all these things, and then people looking at him sideways saying, hey, man, what, like why you ain't putting in the work that we put in? You know, now, of course, they come out and act like none of that happened and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. I, I, I don't buy it, but hey, it is what it is. But what I will say is, you signed up for that. You signed up for load management. The Clippers signed up for that. It didn't work. But to me, the only the one thing that turned me off about Kawhi when he said, oh, we need to play together more, and, you know, to sum up his words, he said, we need to play together more. What was y'all? You the one who was load managing, sir. 
How you gonna say y'all need to play together more and you're low managing? That's not that that's not even making sense to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm more than happy. Um, I was more than happy for his success. And but then when you think things like that, it was like, bro, you contradicting yourself. Y'all don't you ba you barely want to play. You you only want to play back to back. See what happened was everybody seen him do it in Toronto. But what people forgot, Toronto was constantly in the top of in, in the top of the Eastern Conference year before Kawhi even got there. They already had they had chemistry. What you, you took and you you took these uh, Clippers and you just put a bunch of people together that are good on paper, but they don't have chemistry. And then people say, well, they just needed more time. If they'd have had more time, well, you don't blame nobody for your lack of time, but you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You blame that on yourself. Now, do I think they'll bounce back? Yeah, but the biggest, the biggest thing that's going to come out of this is Kawhi and Tyloo's relationship. Because Tyloo being a new head coach, he's a you know he famously known for telling LeBron to shut up while he was pretty much you know coaching and and, and whatever, telling tell him to shut up and let let me talk. I got this. You know to put it in you know to paraphrase what he said. Now that that that's fine, but see, Kawhi is not that type of guy. I don't think you have to tell Kawhi to shut up because he ain't gonna really say much. But Kawhi move at the beat of his own drum, and you better ask the San Antonio Spurs what happened when you pee him off. All right, let's be honest. Let's be honest. When you start to make San Antonio, I mean, when you start to make Kawhi Leonard feel uncomfortable and and get at him, he might shut down on you. So. It, this dynamic gonna be interesting. Plus, you know, you gotta see what they do do with Montrez. Me personally, I thought they should have ran it back. Um, I I didn't think Doc Rivers. I thought I don't think Tyloo got more cachet than Doc Rivers. Tyloo, Doc Rivers. This is not you know they're not. You know, I thought if if Doc can't get to him, then how you think that Tyloo's gonna get to him? Now we'll see. We'll see how all this pan out, man. Um, but I think one thing that that low management gonna have to go. That load management gonna have to go because it ain't working. Load management takes away chemistry. See, when it's just one person doing it and a team that already been together for a while, he he can he can step in there like he did in Toronto, play his part, you know, in and out. But the team is gonna play because that's what they that's how they're built. The Clippers don't have that chemistry. They're trying to find it. They're trying to find it, you know. And and what happened with Paul George and and I feel like people been been really. Poo-pooing on Paul George, man. So I, I want to say this real quick. All right. You got what you got from Paul George is just what Paul George has been. <laughs> who, who, what's the coach that said? Dennis Green? They are who he thought they were. <laughs> Paul George is who he is. That he nobody called him playoff P. He gave himself that name. He ain't earned that. He gave himself that name. So no. So and you but you gave up so much to get him, now you're locked into Paul George. There's not much they can really do besides, you know, play him. You know, you, you gave up so much. So if it don't work this year, the Clippers in serious trouble um, this upcoming season. Now, it's going to be interesting to see some of the moves they made. You know, uh, Kawhi Leonard is being reported. Of course, you don't hear from Kawhi Leonard. But Kawhi Leonard is coming out and saying, hey, you know, we need, we need a pure a point guard. That's what we need. We need a pure point guard. Um, now, that's cool. I could agree. But at the same time, how Patrick Beverly going to feel about that? You know what I'm saying? Now, Patrick Beverly wanted, and to me, a very vital piece of that team. 
You know, he brought that edge, that toughness, that fight when he was on the court. Now, all of a sudden, he's not good enough. Now, I just want to say this real quick. If LeBron would come out and say something like that, y'all y'all, y'all, would slam that man all across the all across the court. I'm just saying, man. Y'all, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. So, yeah, man, I, I, I just want to speak on the Clippers real quick. Do I think the Clippers are going to be a championship contender team next year? Uh, I do. I think they'll be right there again next year, but it's all about the dynamic and how things go and, you know, how Talu can handle that. Because what you're going to see is, was Talu a good coach or was um, he just caught a championship with LeBron? That's going to that's gonna be key. That's going to be key, man. So, um, for the um, Los Angeles Clippers, um, it's going to be an interesting season, man, you know. But, uh, yeah, I thought this this – this year probably one of their biggest failures because you you did all this move to, to have the same result you had last year. Again, it, I, I will say that it does take it normally take a team a couple years to really go. In. Remember, Miami didn't get it going the first year. Um, you know they they had to to kind of play it through um, and, and figure some things out. So we'll see, man. But they also didn't have to make a coaching change. So, but anyway, guys, that's that, that was my take on the Los Angeles Clippers, man. You let me know what you guys think, man. All right, guys, we're going to keep the show rolling, man. We're going to uh, move right into the next topic, man. I just want to say thank you guys for, for sticking around, for being a part of this podcast, man. Like I said, this is the Sports Corner Podcast. This is episode one. Um, it's only going to get greater from here. Um, so <clears throat> another thing I want to talk about, man, is this. Should there be an asterisk on this year's um, NBA championship title? Hell no. 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 Like, it, it's it's funny, it's funny how people don't people want to punish a team um, for adjusting and and overcoming the circumstance that been put in front of them. I want to say this: when you look at the fact that these NBA players, and first of all, kudos to the entire NBA man, they got it right. Look at the NFL struggling. Look at um, MLB struggling. The NF, the NBA got this thing right. They they came up with scenario. You know what? The NBA has been leading, and we need to, we need to tip our hats to them because they've been leading from the jump, man. They really been leading from the jump because when they were the first to shut it down. Remember when it came out? Somebody tested uh, positive for the for the virus. They shut it down. They 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 shot the game down, and they end up sh- shutting the season down, and everybody followed suit. So the NBA been leading, man, and we need to get them a uh, 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 kudos for that. Off the rip. All right, that's first of all. Second of all, they then they they took their time. Now it took a while, but they got a, they got a scenario where the players can come in, they can play. There was no positive. There was no positive tests. Um. So when you look at it, you know, they deserve a round of applause, man. They 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 did their thing. Um. And it's really, it, it's really a, a testament to the players. The, the the ownership, the league ownership, the players association figuring out a way to continue basketball, not let the fans down, and um and finish this season the right way. Now, of course, I, am I a little biased on this? Yes, my team won the championship. <laughs> so I'm definitely a little biased on this. But being honest, though, even if my team would have won, let's say the Clippers would have won, let's say the Bucks would have won, I, you got to give a standing ovation. To this for to this league for putting this thing and doing it the right way, and at the beginning you was like, ah, oh, that's just seemed weird. 
But as the game starts going along, you forget. You 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 forget that there that you know there's not fans there. And you know, I know the fans wanted to be there. I'm a fan that wanted to be there, you know. But at the end of the day, would it have been different? Yeah, yeah, you you wanted the the Lakers, um, the Laker nation to be there to see the their team hold up the trophy, right? You wanted that. And I'm quite sure the Lakers themselves wanted that. And I get it, but you make the best out of your situation. And, you know, you hear people come at and say stuff like, oh, this, this championship deserves an asterisk. Oh, the Lakers didn't play nobody. Well, if your team, the whatever team, and I know the team you probably think they should have played or the team you think they sh- probably should have beat, if your team would have did what they were supposed to do and got there, this wouldn't be a conversation. But all of a sudden now because they, they beat the Heat, um, and first of all, hats off to the Heat, man. The Heat is a young team, a, 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 a team that got a bright future. When you look at that talent, man, and they ain't overpaid for this talent. This is all homegrown talent, and they got a leader in Jimmy Butler who's nurturing this talent. He's not saying, I don't he trust these guys like I don't know what. And and so you got to be more than, than than happy for the Heat, man. They deserve to be there. Um, you want to be mad because the Bucks didn't get there, didn't handle their business, didn't do their job? That ain't on them. Um, at the same time, you know, the the Lakers was up three one on the Nuggets and actually closed the deal. Okay, all right. Now, but it's funny because we said things like like the Portland Trail Blazers was the best eighth seed of all time. This these are the things that were said. So it's it's funny how these teams are built up. As these great team, these um, they put on these pedestals prior to going into these series, and then they get in the series and they get knocked out, knocked out the series, and the Lakers move on. We now say, "Oh well, it was the Portland Trail Blazers," or "Oh, it was the tiny Houston Rocket." The same tiny Houston Rocket that people had beaten the Lakers. The the same. Houston Rockets that actually beat the Lakers in the playoffs the first night of this whole um, small ball lineup, right? It's the same Houston Rocket team. So all of a sudden, when the Lakers beat them in the playoffs, oh, well, it was just a little Rocket. And then you get some people like Flip Bayless. I call him Flip Bayless because he can't keep his, he can't keep his uh, story, right? He love a team, love a person, hate a person, don't matter. Um, he got no loyalty, none of that crap. Um, but... It's funny that they, he would say, oh, well, it's because Daniel House was uh, kicked out the bubble or whatever happened with Daniel House. Well, first of all, Daniel House made a dumb decision. That's not on the Lakers. It's all Now, all of a sudden, the Lakers got to be responsible for everybody. So, the Lakers got to say, hey, Clipper, we need y'all to win. Hey, Daniel House, make sure you stay in your hotel room. Don't bring in nobody else in there. Um, we got to make sure that everybody stay healthy. Like, they got to make sure everybody is at their best to play them or that everybody win the game they're supposed to win. That's, that's a load of horse crap, and we're not dealing with that. So let me say this, though. Let me say this. The Los Angeles Lakers are the 2020 NBA champ. There's no asterisk. There's no asterisk. Because I'm just curious. Had the Clippers won, would they say that? If the Miami Heat would have beat them, would they say, oh, this got an asterisk beside it? No, they wouldn't. No, they would not have. And the Lakers organization went down their focus. When the minute they got in the bubble, you look at you look at two scenarios. You look at Alex Caruso. Hey, sis, I love you, but I'm not going to be able to make your wedding. Why? Because I, I got a championship to win. I'm focused. 
look at half of the Clippers. They they was so in and out of the bubble that you don't you almost didn't know who was playing on a night nightly basis. So, but now all of a sudden, because the Lakers actually did what they're supposed to do, all of a sudden now that championship deserve an asterisk. Come on, man. Come on, man. We, we hearing this. Hey, this this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Laker Nation, we the NBA champs, baby. It's just what it is. You might as well deal with it. I, if you're going to hate, just hate. But it is what it is. We the champs, man. We the champs, man. Um, so, you know, as a Laker fan, I'm, I'm super excited. I, and, you know, I hope we made uh, Kobe and Gigi proud. Rest in peace to the black mama and the mama seats. Um, so, yeah, man, I... I just don't, I didn't like that, man. And then Skip to talking about, oh, the championship ring should have cubic zirconias on it and all of that. No, dude, you, you like, you, you such a hater that you can't even stay on topic, man. They be like, what you thought about LeBron James playing? Do you remember back when he was with the Miami Heat? Like, well, nobody asked you that, sir. All right, guys, I just want to say, I just want to say, man, it's been a pleasure. This has been the Sports Corner Podcast, episode one. Thank you guys so much. For being a part of this. Um, like I said, man, bear with me. This is episode one. We're gonna continue to work and we're gonna continue to get better. And um, I just hope you hope you guys are, are grow with me. Appreciate the content. Um, always remember you can hit me up on Instagram at Chris's Sports Corner. Uh, you can also hit me up on Facebook, same thing. You can also hit my YouTube channel, check me out on there, man. And I just want to say thank you guys so much, man. This podcast, me me being able to sit here and talk to you guys about sports is a dream come true. I want to think I'm starting something great here, man. I, I really hope I am. Um, if you got any questions, make sure you hit me up there. Um, we can always have a conversation, get a conversation started. Um, I appreciate you guys so much uh, for the support. Again, until next time, man, you guys be great. <laughs>